millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Kat Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. And we're here to talk about breaking news from a long time ago or a convention over the weekend. <laughs> we are going to take a deep dive and 
to the D23 news. A lot of trailers, a lot of things that we're going to discuss. This seems familiar. It's not necessarily familiar to the general public. Uh, We're going to dive into that, what it all means, the excitement, uh, concerns, anything, all those those things celebrating D23. Uh, We did not go because I'm still recovering from a Star Wars celebration. I only go to Anaheim about (laughs) twice a year now. I I got to break it up there. Before we get to all that, we want to remind you, as always, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, as always, we'll have a Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Before we get to the news, we like to uh, catch up and see where Star Wars and our life uh, intersected. Uh, Jen... We'll start with you because I think Joseph and I had a wild weekend, a wild <laughs> weekend of concerts, Dodger dogs, and Ikea furniture, perhaps. Uh, a lot going on, but Jen, how are you? Good. Thank you. Um, yes, I enjoyed your life adventures. Uh, vicariously, I was living through it. Um, <laughs> for me, I, I it was all about D23. Basically, um, and you know, it's funny because I thought that the Lucasfilm show, showcase was—I was going to say showcase showdown. Whoops, wrong uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> Come on Let now. them fight. <laughs> I thought it was going to be live streamed for some reason. I don't know why. So I brought my computer. My kids were painting. My seven-year-olds gained into it. So we're, we watched the entire Raven's House panel. I'm like, oh, it's that classic. So, and then finally, after that was done, I realized I'm like, oh, they're not going to show this. I got to go to Twitter. So that's mm-hmm. all the news from from Twitter. But I was a little sad that it wasn't live streamed because I would have liked to see what was going on in the room. Yeah. 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 Totally understandable. And and it's kind of this fun game to find the Twitter feed that works for you. Right. <laughs> right. To see who's doing a good job of updating. And I, I, when the, the uh, panels aren't live streamed, sometimes I'm following somebody who kind of puts a spin on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And like just they, they cut one word off or they don't share that this person said that jokingly. And then I like have to go find a different tweet to be like, what did that person really say? Right, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing like watching the the tone of of a person, whether it's an actor or the director speaking on stage. I want to be able to see the video because you're right. Sometimes people may add their commentary that I don't I don't need. <laughs> Just give me the news. <laughs> oh, so that yeah, that was my that was my excitement. It was truly it was D23 this weekend. Uh, hey, a lot of excitement, and and a lot of people were really excited for it. Anticipated the news. Uh, we're going to talk about. The type of news, the level of news, and the reaction to that itself, uh, a lot out there. So that's a full weekend. That's a full Star Wars weekend uh, and, and and Disney Parks weekend, uh, mm-hmm. which I know uh, has a place in your heart too, Jen. So. Absolutely. Interesting stuff. Joseph, I, I mean, we could Rochambeau for who goes first. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of fun. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I had a great weekend. Yeah, I had really enjoyed, uh, much like you, Jennifer, I, I planned to uh, – I didn't think it was going to be live stream, but I, I, I set aside, I wrote down in my calendar, D23 announcements, question mark. Uh, <laughs> and I sat here uh, writing and then like every other sentence, every other line of dialogue, I would stop and look at Twitter. Not a very productive way to write, but a fun morning. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Ken and I went and <laughs> together in spirit, but not physically uh, to the Lady Gaga concert, which I think we were, we were both kind of uh, lost our minds for. Mm. Uh, 
absolutely uh, thrilling. Ken, if you want to go first, by all means, share your your Gaga bliss. Sure, my Gaga bliss. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it, you know, the anticipation of building for a while. I've become a, an absolute fan of her work over the last couple of years. It's it's a very legit uh, love and appreciation for her as a, as, as a talent and as, and as an artist. Uh, my fiance Grace has been following her since she like you know went by her. Her name's Steph and was performing in New York and smoke club. Like she's just known about <laughs> her for a very long time. So it meant a lot. This first time she got to see her uh, too. So we went with her, uh, Grace's sister and, and a friend. And, uh, you know, it, it was weird. It's at Dodger Stadium, which I've never seen concerts there. And I didn't even think you have seen a concert there, Joseph. You said something about Guns N' Roses, right, at the stadium. Yeah, I've only been there twice. Once for Guns N' Roses and once for Lady Gaga. And someday <laughs> I will go there for baseball, damn it. Yeah, and that's, I've I've gone there many many times for, for, for baseball, so it was just kind of a, a weird mix. But yeah, to cut cut to the chase because we could easily turn this into Gaga Center. It, it was uh, as, as it was more than a concert. I, I can't fully explain what I experienced, and it was moving, it was inspiring, it was an art piece. It, it was a concert too. You can talk about the playlist when she comes out right from the beginning with Bad Romance and just dance and in in the poker face. I mean, it was just amazing. But uh, the thing, and I, I think Joseph just seen some of your comments and just even some of the texts we exchange. Um, uh, th- there was such an, a, a sense of uh, community that doesn't even uh, 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 cover it completely. Mm-hmm. It, it was 52,000 people feeling like they belong. And that energy was palpable. And and I thought a lot about Star Wars. Um, it's weird. Uh, we're going to dive deep dive into the Kenobi um, doc on uh, Friday's deep dive episode. And I had a weird experience with that doc. We're gonna, I, I really loved it watched it twice, cried at the end of it. But I had some questions. There's some things about the doc. You know, I can get in that reviewer headspace. But the mm-hmm. end of the doc, every time I, I, I was crying, and Grace said it, turned to me and she goes, what, why, what makes you cry about it? And I need to know. It was a great question. And at the end of the day, it's, it's kind of the community aspect. It's kind of uh, Hayden getting to feel the love again mm-hmm. and all the kind of things mm-hmm. in the community, right? And so to be in the, the Gaga concert where you're, you're looking around and, and, and the closest thing I can um, – awkwardly explained it as like, I, I do love going uh, to like a, a gay bar, right? Like Santa Monica. It's, I don't even know if I belong there, right? I don't even have the right to go there, but you go inside there and inside those walls, there's wall to wall people who outside of those walls have to fight for their existence, have to justify their existence, have to accept their own. Ex- it's, it's a struggle, right? And inside those walls, it's love, it's themselves, it's pure. It was 52,000 people experiencing that at once. Mm-hmm. And it kind of moves you, it connects with you, and it's more than just the music. It's more than just the art and, and Gaga as an artist. And that connects back to Star Wars and that feeling we all feel Star Wars celebration. Mm-hmm. But also in this era, we are in this uh, where, you know, you're looking at the casting of the Acolyte. You're looking at some of the other casting rumors. And, and Star Wars continues to do a better job and an intentional job of, of expanding the, the fan base and reaching out and, 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 that, and those buzzwords, representation and diversity, which become these buzzwords that almost lo- lose their meaning sometimes when angry car guys are using them <laughs> as keywords to get their algorithms going. Uh, or, you know, you, you can just not be cynical, but just kind of, it just kind of becomes part of the daily conversation. That's what, I, that's what Star Wars is at times and needs to be more of. And it feels so good, right? Mm-hmm. We're inside those walls of celebration. It's not just that we're fans that went through this. We want everyone there who connects with Star Wars. And I really was ruminating on that only because it starts with, you know, Joseph and I keep joking of like, let's get Gaga and Star Wars. Um, but it just, I felt that. And I felt that connected. It was weird the night before Grace saying, hey, why are you crying at this document? Like, I want to know. And then feeling <laughs> like, it's that. Mm-hmm. It's that feeling that we all can 
belong inside these walls. So it was really powerful for me. Plus I had a good Dodger dog. Uh, I think that's a really great uh, uh, summation of what is was to me like one of the most powerful parts of the concert and definitely Mm -hmm. one of the clearest connections to Star Wars. Uh, I I think uh, for me, I started following Gaga just in like around 2009 when I had one of my kind of like every five to seven years I check in on modern music <laughs> and had you know just the pop radio station on in the car and it had one of those great moments like I like that song I like that song wait these are all by the same artist uh, really flip for Alejandro that was one of my my favorite songs of hers um but it, and then I kind of just got heard a little bit about her and understood like how much that she came from a performance art in a theater background mm-hmm. and I think that's what makes her in some ways to me so different. She's so, so interested in issues of identity and evolution and playing with this kind of artifice of how can I be in, entirely true and honest, but I can also kind of build all of this kind of elaborate systems of meaning around myself that kind of um, elevate myself into this icon, but it's in this performance way where that performance and all those ideas can also be stripped away down to just a bare person, a bare soul. Mm, um, wow. And that's what's always been interesting to me about her her performance as kind of this this uh, public figure and this entertainer. And mm. the concert was absolutely that. It was just a great uh, pop concert with the hits mm. and the new hits <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. future hits and, and everything. And amazing dance, amazing videos. Everything was great. Um, but it was so structured around uh, this idea of all of these thousands of people were there for these ideas that she has built up around herself. Mm. And then the concert just uh, doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on those ideas. In particular for me, um, there's so much imagery. Uh, it, it's in her new album, Chromatica, a lot about being, you know, contained, controlled in the shadows, used by other people, told what your identity is and then fighting to free yourself and reveal yourself and be open and honest. And like again and again in the concert, she's like, she's literally in a a cocoon. She's Mm -hmm. literally wearing like a helmet and she keeps revealing herself again and again and again. And through that, I think it really encourages everybody to sort of metaphorically (laughs) Mm -hmm. free themselves. You can't be surrounded by the damage. You don't even have to intellectualize it. You're just like, why do I feel so free? Because I just watched Mm -hmm. a person strip themselves down to their soul and share it with me again and again for three hours, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that really made me think of a lot of journeys in Star Wars, uh, but in particular, Rey. Mm. Like what Rey goes through in Rise of Skywalker, where... uh, everybody is telling her who to be and that she's afraid of her, the full power of her full self, you know? And by the time she gets to it, it's like, you know, the Lady Gaga singing born this way, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, she could be singing that to, to Palpatine. I'm on the right track, baby. Uh, yeah. I'm on the right track. Palpy. I was born this way. Um, so that was really moving to me. And yeah. then yeah. Uh, I'll wrap this up. Uh, Cause I really enjoyed what you said, Ken. I think there's that, this big thread in Star Wars that's important to me that we all matter. It, it, we're symbiotic. Everybody matters. Community matters. Connection matters. Family matters. Um, but in order to be the best part of the we, you have to know yourself and you have to make choices in, in, as an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars values the individual and it in, values the importance of community. And mm-hmm. I think that was really powerful in, in the concert um, sorry for the concert spoilers if anybody hasn't seen it before, uh, but they uh, they gave out these wristbands that had lights on them. 
mm-hmm. and they were in coordination with uh, songs with lights on the stage and Gaga would yell, put your hands up, right? Mm-hmm. And the lights would go off and it was this simple, fun thing, but it absolutely made you a part of it. Wow. So Gaga's kind of standing on stage of like, yeah, I'm a superstar. I'm one of the world's biggest superstars ever. And I have built this of my individual pain and choices and skills. But you are all part of it, too. And you are all worthy of being part of that journey. It, it, it's, it's such a deconstruction of the superstar thing of like, by supporting me as an individual, you're supporting yourself as well. And, yeah. and I think that was kind of the the power of it. And I think that's so often the powerful lesson of Star Wars. It's not just... It's not just community is good because it's a buzzword. It's, you know, mm-hmm. the Naboo and the Gungans helping one another helps them too, right? It's mm-hmm. everybody lifts everybody up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it's one of the things, like I, like I said, we're, we're there in a lot of ways. The stars, you go to celebration, you feel it. But to keep pushing that. And I think we're, we're, we're approaching, we're already there. But we're approaching, I think, even a more dangerous time where you look at stuff, uh, again, I keep going to the accolade, what Leslie Hedlund is, is just clearly trying to do mm-hmm. in terms of, of what this show is going to represent, who, who's going to be on the screen. And it's also the core Star Wars. And you're going to see uh, the, 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 the barbarians at the gate in their evil cars, in their angry cars, and they're going to start throwing all those things out there and attacking this idea. And then you're sitting, I, I just was sitting in that stadium. And I know you, I think you felt that too, because we were kind of texting each other, just you feel it. It's a different energy when everyone believes and understands that they belong there. And I really want that to keep growing for Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, I was just surrounded by true diversity in every way possible. You know, every like the people, in, the, the people in front of me, I think was, were uh, like two 60 year olds, wow. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, and just like every level of diversity, it was clearly people of all different stripes in every possible way who connected to this message and feeling that freedom of uh, I can get up and jump and yell and scream and sing along and, and feel no shame or no, like society mm-hmm. says you as this person shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. That is the energy that, that all, all of this dark criticism needs to be met with. Right. Of yeah. You're not going to stop us from jumping up and down and singing and, and loving one another. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. We could start, we could launch Gaga Center today. <laughs> so we're trying to wrap it up, but it was moving. And, and look, I, I, you know, I love concerts. I got, I, you know, just, I was absolutely floored by the Rolling Stones at SoFi in, in late 2021. I've seen Bowie in a big concert setting. Mm. It, it, it's a, it's a different category. There's no comparison. Yes. There's a concert aspect to it. Yes. There's singing, dancing, performing, uh, and the Stones are great. And Bowie was a legend. You know, it, it is in the same ballpark. You've seen big bands. Jennifer, I knew you have too. It was something else, and it's what you, Joseph you're describing. My row had a, had a lady uh, with a with neon lights around her cane. You know? <laughs> wow! <laughs> and and I can tell you, someone who's been to Dodger Stadium many many times, and I love sports. I will continue to love sports. I do love sports, folks. The atmosphere was a lot different. <laughs> Dodger Stadium, you keep one eye behind you. I get. I I, I know a lot of folks who help with the security there. It's a, it's a different time. It's a it's a thing. This was yeah. like that. It blew me away. It blew me away. Oh, uh, that's so great to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it was beautiful, as is Star Wars. So uh, let's just dive into more beauty of D23. <laughs> but before we dive into headlines, uh, this is something that's uh, interesting to talk about. Other than the additional uh, promotional material, things released to the public, film celebration, and some release date confirmations. And all this big, again, and, and, and Joseph, we can talk about how let's, let's not forget that the general public, not everyone went to Star Wars <laughs> Celebration. There was nothing new, and I'm putting quotations around that oil. Nothing new. 
Uh, and this upsets some people. Um, you're going to have expectations. Look, I out at, at celebration and coming out of celebration, I kept looking towards D23 for for movie news or confirmation. I, I, I not that there was any specific whisper in an ear. It just kind of felt like, all right, that's a good spot to do it if you're still working it out. And so I understand there was expectations. Expectations, as we always say, are not wrong. Speculations, not wrong. I think it's what you do with it. So without a doubt, I, I saw some some rancor on uh, uh, Twitter there. Uh, what are overall thoughts on the news release, our own expectations, what was delivered? Jennifer, uh, I'll start with you. I thought we got a lot of news because as we, you know, Star Wars Celebration is where we get most of our announcements. They don't really do Comic-Con anymore. I mean, they have a presence. Lucasfilm has a presence there, but it's not the same level of announcement that used to be in the past. So with D23, it includes Lucasfilm, Marvel, National Geographic, the Disney Channel, 20th Century Studios. So, you know, it's a lot to cram in. And I, and I think that, you know, we, we got news on Indiana Jones. We got news on Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. We got, yeah, we got some Star Wars stuff, some Marvel stuff. I just can't imagine them announcing anything else. And for me, the mm. slate is pretty darn packed right now. Like, let's yeah. enjoy this. And then next year at Celebration, I'm sure that there'll be new things that are announced with trailers or teasers or behind the scenes footage, whatever. Mm. Yeah, I, I think generally they delivered excitement. And you're right. Let's not forget Willow, Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford getting emotional, uh, which is rare. Uh, he and the uh, the performer play short round with that great photo that went viral. Oh, um, my Lord. It was so great. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. Joseph, uh, dive in here and your thoughts on the expectations, which again, we understand them. I have them too. But then the news comes out and, and what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I think it's a, it's, it, it, I thought it was a great amount of presentation of what's coming in the next year and a half or so, maybe mm-hmm. two years, right? But not getting too far ahead into brand new announcements. Um, I, I think that obviously we're a Star Wars podcast. We love Star Wars, but I think Lucasfilm is trying hard to be not just Star Wars, right? It wasn't yeah. the Star Wars and Marvel. It was the Lucasfilm and Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the new Willow trailer was new Lucasfilm stuff, right? Uh, right. The Indiana Jones trailer in the room is huge. The trailer for Indiana Jones, yeah. that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know if, if you're only here for Star Wars, that's uh, not necessarily a balm, but I think understanding where Lucasfilm is coming from and feeling like, hey, if they announce Star Wars panel, mm-hmm. then we can expect maybe a little bit more, but if they announce Lucasfilm, some of it is going to be not Star Wars. Right. Um, and I think, you know, the Acolyte, obviously, from some of the reports that are floating around is still casting, so maybe it's not there yet. Um, I think they're really trying to be looking to the future by just continuing to tell us that <laughs> Jude Law is in Skeleton Crew. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> and gosh, uh, yes. they gave us what they could with a, a fun little photo we'll talk about. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the big thing for me is I think it's easy to lose perspective that uh, there's some massive new Star Wars stuff if you weren't physically at Star Wars Celebration or you're the kind of person who chooses not to watch a pirated video or just, you know, hasn't thought of it. If you're, if you love Star Wars, but are a little bit more of a casual fan, the trailer for Mandalorian season three and tales of the Jedi is huge. Yeah. Um, I don't want to watch the, the, the pirated thing. So I have not watched tales of the Jedi the trailer. I've had friends describe it to me. Um, mm-hmm. I am over the moon with that one. That, that, mm-hmm. that, trailer is in that series that's everything i personally want (laughs) so i'm good on that one i'm thrilled for everything else you know um 
And then I think that my final big picture thought is sometimes uh, no announcement is an announcement. And mm-hmm. my sort of thought, and I could absolutely be wrong, is that if they haven't announced anything about a Star Wars film, that date that was set aside in December 2023 is not happening. So in a way, I feel like I got some news. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that movie is not happening. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that too. And yeah, I think, you know, looking at the movie side, uh, I, you can spin that negatively if you want. And, and I have some questions about it. Absolutely, absolutely have questions about it. And and you could spin that around into, uh, if you want, quite frankly, you could put red uh, red eyes on, on Kathleen and they're not figuring this out. And, I, <laughs> and, and you can go that way if you want. But, but to me, I'm taking that kind of like what you said, Joseph, a little confirmation by not confirming anything. And also, I'm finding a lot of peace and patience on the, on the theatrical side. Uh, I think the farther we get out from Rise of Skywalker, I'm okay even another year, maybe even two years, because I just don't feel empty as a Star Wars fan. Again, this is my journey. Uh, and I don't need to worry about the business side of it. I just need to see what's coming on out. And why not get it right? That's that's a stronger decision to me to go, you know, we have had some missteps going back to Trank, going to Trevorrow, going to whatever Rogue Squadron might it be. Yeah, so you know what? We're not going to rush it. Also, we're if you haven't noticed, we're moving around our release slate for Disney Plus stuff. Mm-hmm. That was and, one of the other bits of news, right? The, yes. Uh, yes. the yes. February disappearing from the Mando trailer. <laughs> yeah, and Bad Batch, we're going to talk about that. So yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and, and I get it. I just... Um, yeah, again, this, we're we're in this time. Be, I, I just, I'll just be wary of those who spin it around. <laughs> be wary of those who, who, who take their disappointment and let it guide their discussion on this. There um, doesn't mean there's not good questions to a- ask or be asked of of the movie side or just the business side. That's part of the fun. That's part mm-hmm. of why we're here. That's this culture. I, I've been in this movie news business now ten years of of covering things and this and that and racing out to conventions and and I get it. And it, it just, so at the end of the day, it's just you want to be excited. And you want to be excited about a movie and you want to be excited about Taika in 2023 or 2024. Mm-hmm. And we don't, maybe you don't feel it. Maybe that's where the disappointment seeps into more than just the business side. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I just want to discuss it overall before we dive into the news. Any final thoughts or we'll dive on into the fun. Uh, my final thought is just to uh, agree with you that it is, uh, it is subjective. I think I'm finding myself in this place where I understand if any Star Wars fan is kind of feeling like a, a hungry, hungry hippo where they just want to <laughs> gobble as much Star Wars news as possible. And, you know, I, I'm nervous about what the next movie is going to be. Is it going to work? So tell me, like, I really, really do understand and empathize mm. with that from fans. But I think for myself, there's just there's so much great stuff out there that I'm almost like slow down. <laughs> right. I don't want to eat five courses at every meal. I want to have a great meal and then have a, a nice night and then the next day have another nice meal. And that's kind of the way I'm feeling about just the amount of great storytelling that's happening. I want to space it out a little bit. Look, I am entering a personal uh, phase of patience uh, never before seen in my life. I only had one Dodger dog. You know how hard that was for me? (laughs) I almost had two. So if you only had one, wow. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Jed, any final thoughts or we'll get to the trailers here? Yeah, I mean, it's it's about quieting quieting your mind. I'm getting back into meditation, which is, you know, the Jedi way. And it's being present. It's allowing yourself to hear the sounds around you, being in the moment. Don't focus on the future, really, or even the past. Let's just enjoy what we have right now. So <laughs> that's that's my mantra. Be in the present. It's great. You're, you're a regular <laughs> Liam Neeson showing up in uh, Kenobi and sitting there in the trailers talking about why he's there, which will... Discuss later this week. Uh, all right, let's get to some of the actual news here. We're going to start with the official Andor trailer, as it's being called, kind of uh, the last uh, bit of big 
marketing. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more TV spots. We still got a week or so to go, but uh, this was the last big one. Uh, this was uh, fun. And if for, I think I was a little confused. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a TV show, Disney plus, right? Would I hear final trailer? And I was like, Oh, it's like a minute 50. Isn't that like still a teaser? Like what's, what's the official classification? <laughs> um, but then when you look into it, there, there is a lot in this trailer and a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's not necessarily new things, new ideas, but just a, a deeper dive into what's going to be in there. Uh, so what moments jump out to us here? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I, th- I think for me, the, the, there are, there are a bunch of little fun moments and Hey, it was great to have all the names of the characters, uh, you know, in the, in the captions. So mm-hmm. there's definitely some individual things, but the, the moment that grabbed me the most is the beginning mm-hmm. uh, because it made me feel much like, the overall presentation of D23 that it is a little bit more for the general public than the real specific diehards for everything, mm-hmm. right? For for mm-hmm. Marvel, for Star Wars. Because it, this was the most clear uh, trailer for Cassian. If you've seen Rogue One two or three times since 2016 and you really like it, but you don't remember everything, right? Right. Um, yeah. Because it starts by framing it with Cassian's dialogue from Rogue One that we have all talked about and as other fans and other podcasters have talked about. That speech from Rogue One mm-hmm. is uh, the logline for this show. Like We've done so much for the Rebellion, you know, spies, assassins, saboteurs. Um, the reminder right at the beginning that here, here are the characters that you know, Cassian, Mon Mothma, Saw Gerrera. Mm-hmm. And then even using uh, Luthen's line of, you know, you'll ultimately die fighting these bastards. Would you rather <laughs> give it all at once to something real? Yeah. It, it's almost like Luthen overheard somebody in their living room going like, well, Cassian already died. Why would I care? Let me tell you why you'd care. Yeah, this is the story of how he got to that place to make that choice. You know, um, <laughs> that beginning that so framed it for how does this show relate to Rogue One? Why does it exist in the first 30 seconds? In some ways, this is the best trailer to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I really agree with that. I really agree with that. And yeah, I'm laughing. Uh, the Luther, first of all, uh, you could do the Luther voice all day, Joseph. It tickles me to hear you do it. Um, uh, it really does. But yeah, I, it felt like they sat down to determine how to market this. Uh, and that was one of the points. Well, this is what people are saying. Who can we have? Oh, Luther addresses it. Let's put that in the trailer. We need that there. <laughs> Jed, your overall thoughts on this? What moments jump out to you? The when he said Cassian Ander, <laughs> I lost it. I literally laughed out loud because I thought of you guys. <laughs> Conversation. Oh, so I had to go back and rewatch that part because I got uh, taken out. But what I I really liked his pitch to the mm. audience and to Cassian about dying for something real. It's really poignant and it's such great writing from Tony Gilroy. And I've been doing a little bit of research over the past couple of weeks. And one thing the all the actors have talked about is Tony Gilroy's writing, saying how good it is, how much fun it was for them to act because there is so much. It's very taut, as Genevieve O'Reilly described it. His writing is very taut. Um, And so I'm really looking forward to seeing these types of dialogue heavy scenes between these characters. Genevieve O'Reilly was talking about her, I think it's her initial scene with Luthen. And she said that they had so much fun playing and just going back and forth with their dialogue. And that Mm. to me, uh, that just says so much about where this show is going. Mm. Another big thing is I was surprised that they included the clip where Luthen says the word bastards. 
Mm-hmm. That is not a typical Disney thing. No. Um, and I think it's a very conscious choice to show audiences like this is not for your kids. It's not for your mm. seven year olds. Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. your seven year old will want to watch it, but like this is, this is a little bit more of an adult teens and up type of show. So I think that was clear. Mm. Um, and I also, which we'll talk a little bit about the action later, but I, I like that the trailer conveyed a sense of urgency that mm, all yeah. these people from these different communities in the galaxy are now mobilizing for the first time. There is literally, there's an awakening, right? And so <laughs> I think that this trailer really conveys that. I just, oh, I was like, wait, the official trailer, what have we gotten before? Teasers? I'm so confused, but <laughs> I loved it. Look, and I'll, I'll admit there's, there's this, with, with when it got pushed back to the 21st, you know, I can, I, I was fine with that. I was busy in other parts of my life. I, I just kind of pushed it like on a shelf, like great. And, but then, then the marketing keeps rolling on and you can kind of even joke about, uh, it looks like they had, a, they already pressed go on some marketing for an August 31st release. And so I kind of, when this was released, I, I admit I didn't watch it uh, right away. I was just kind of like, Hey, I've seen it. I've seen mm-hmm. it. Um, but diving in, I, I really do agree with you, Joseph. It, it might be the best one. And Jen, you just brought up a great point. We're going to discuss a little bit of the action in the trailer, but there's an urgency that had not been um, had been there, but not been felt to this degree. There was just something more powerful about it. And the imagery, the marching of the Stormtrooper boots, and you can break it down. Uh, our pal Alex Damon did a great breakdown video, as always, of mm-hmm. looking at, is it, is it clone troopers? Is it Stormtroopers that are still clones? Mm-hmm. You look, you know, there's a, that's what time? There's, there's a lot of that kind of stuff that we're going to figure out. Once we get there, but just that image of the boots marching over the land, a true imperial march mm-hmm. really set the tone for what's happening and helps kind of create that urgency for me there. It was a great visual to start, you know, Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. Jennifer, the word urgency is such a great keyword. You're right, because like even some of the, like the first one that trailer that was released, whatever it is, the 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 official proto teaser, whatever they called it at <laughs> uh, Star Wars Celebration. It had that sense of, uh, ooh, things are coming, right? Like mm-hmm. Mothma looking kind of a little nervous over her shoulder. It, it, it suggested tension, but urgency, right? One of, one of my favorite beats was uh, a cautious Mothma, right? Saying, do you realize yep. what you've set in motion? People will right. suffer. That is more like immediate death is happening. A dangerous choice is being made right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I love that uh, from, mm-hmm. from Mothma. That was, I think, really revealing and interesting. Mm-hmm. I really didn't want to talk about that. Now there's this character. We had a funny moment off uh, off mic here with Jen and I talking about uh, this other. I forget her name. Uh, that the character name, Jen. Do you know the, the one I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Vel Sartha. Vel Sartha. So she's the one talking to Mothman. We had seen her before, kind of uh, um, dressed down, so to speak, and maybe more um, uh, villager garb, looking at stormtroopers uh, or troopers. And it's Faye Marseille, who is the waif from Game of Thrones. And I didn't know till you said it, Jen. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> I'm embarrassed I didn't, but she's a, a very intriguing, wonderful performer. And the fact that um, before we had seen the shots, I was really intrigued by this idea that it was, you know, uh, someone in that town or on uh, the planet, you know. But to see that, no, she's on the upper cross talking to Mothma as Mothma's kind of being like, uh, you know, there's ways we got to figure this out, which is, is true to a lot of the, the, the storytelling around Mothma. But to have that character go from whatever is up there to down on the ground where the dirt and the grime and the and, and the, the grid is and how that will relate to Mothma and what was said by my I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for really diving into uh, Mothma and her, her choices that are now in front of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and just more reinforcement of this is going to be so much about uh, what happens to the real people on the ground in the mud versus the halls of power, you know, up mm-hmm. there in Coruscant. 
Right. Yeah, it jumped out to me. Loved it. Uh, and, and just the trailer saying pretty directly, we've chosen a side. <laughs> chosen a side. And uh, I don't want to uh, remix too much of the, the Lutheran stuff, but but you mentioned Joseph, but just, uh, and, and Jen, just evoking the Rogue One words. But this, this, you will die fighting them. It's like, do you want to die slowly and for kind of nothing or plug into something bigger? Uh, it's pretty grounded. It's pretty real. Uh, you know, in, in a Star Wars story. And uh, we know there's going to be hope found in that, but I, I love that message too. Really setting stuff for the big things here. Yeah, yeah. Kind of uh, connecting mm-hmm. some of the things we've heard, like basically, basically Luthan saying like, do you want to be shot in the back because they caught you spitting in <laughs> their mm-hmm. food? Right. <laughs> right. Or do you want to actually make a difference? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like he wasn't quite saying, or do you want to die stealing Death Star plans at help? But, you know, we know where it's going and it's important. And and I don't see, I've got to say, I don't see that criticism in my circles as much anymore, but it still exists, right? And not just in Star Wars. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, you know, even uh, looking at like, I'm covering House of the Dragon and Cashly Talk. It's like, yeah, we, we know where this goes. It's in the history. There's even a spoiler or two in Game of Thrones where a couple of the characters just tell you the plot of House of Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> there, but it's it's the journey there. We know that's valuable there. But I, did, Jen, and you saying uh, urgency. I got to talk about the action. We've been uh, praising the intense one-on-one conversations. That clip of Luthen and the credits and, and Cassian uh, is followed by some action. We've seen some additional uh, footage there, but we've been like, hey, this is a lot of intense whispering, and we're really here for that. <laughs> this trailer did have a lot of action. Let's not forget it's Star Wars, Jen. I was actually very surprised by how much action and specifically explosions there were. <laughs> um, you know, another thing people have been talking about are these incredible sets that they built. They built basically a whole city, um, someone said. And and I can just imagine them setting up these huge explosions. There's so much danger. Mm-hmm. It, it looks so real um, and very cinematic, really. Yeah. And I think that that's going to be something interesting no shade to the Mandalorian and the, you know, the, the, whatchamacallit, the volume, but this is going to have a different look and feel that I think is going to be more consistent with what we saw in Rogue One. And so it makes sense. Um, and mm. yeah, there's just a lot more danger than I guess before. <laughs> there was just a lot more, like you're saying, the, the heavy whispering. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I want. Yeah. I, I love the idea that, that this is a show that's full of bastards and explosions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and intense whispering, uh, Joseph, the action. We got some worrying TIE fighters. We kind of already knew this, but mm. I think this trailer really showed. Don't worry. You like pew, pew, pew. We got pew, pew, pew for you. Absolutely. The two two shots that jumped out at me of action. I mean, I, I guess it was on the way to action, but there's that early shot of kind of a TIE fighter buzzing a lake. Um, and I know we already got some X-Wings buzzing a lake in The Force Awakens, but uh, give me spaceships buzzing a lake and I'll be very excited. Um, <laughs> I come from the land of 10,000 lakes, which is, there's actually more than 10,000. Anyway, uh, that, that shot was great to me. And then there's, uh, I don't know the name of the character yet, but there is the, uh, the person down on the ground of the planet. Uh, throwing themselves into the Imperial riot shields. Oh, yeah. uh, mm. That's really visceral. We've talked a lot about how like, yeah, this is going to be a show where the connections to real life uh, politics and causes and concerns uh, is going to be undeniable. And that mm. image is incredibly visceral, especially right now uh, to see somebody just shouldering into a wall of riot shields. That yeah. one was really thrilling. And it's every time, unless I'm wrong, every time I connect with that or see that scene, it's always kind of in conjunction with Saw Gerrera saying, let's call it war. And it yeah. just adds a little bit more intensity to what you're seeing there. 
Yeah, right. yeah. So I really love that one. I I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, this is not every shot of a Tie Fighter that we've seen before is just like the one scene of action in episode four. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of action and whispering. Uh, so the final question is: We touched a little bit about uh, you know the, the pushback release date, the amount of promotion. Um, but the final question, Jen, uh, is: uh, Are we hyped yet? <laughs> oh, I'm hyped. Uh, the the pushback release actually helped me have a little bit selfishly. It just gave me more time to kind of, you know, summer was ending. And so mm-hmm. came back from my vacation. I needed some time to settle back in and get ready for this series because I want to be able to fully enjoy it, fully dissect it. And that requires a lot of time and my children being in school so I can have that quiet time for mommy. Um I also like that I've actually had more of a chance to learn more about the characters. And we joke about, you know, them giving interviews, Tony Gilroy giving lots of interviews, but it actually has been very, very helpful um, to understand like the tone of the show. Because I think if if I just came into it cold, I might've been expecting something different. I feel mm-hmm. very confident that I understand what he's trying to do and kind of like the table that he is setting. And I'm excited to see how this show is going to push the envelope even more than Rogue One because they are really hammering it in. This is a spy thriller mm. by the spy film master, Tony Gilroy, but it happens to be set within the Star Wars galaxy. And that's very exciting. And I think that that all this time, this hype, it gave us that chance to kind of to learn that and get that out from the creator. Well, well said. I feel, you know, this might be just my own personal perspective. Like I'm concentrating on the intense whispering, the politics, the the halls of government and then the the dirty uh, boots on the ground. I do sometimes for myself forget, oh, yeah. Intense spy thriller, probably uh, part of this as well. That's going to be pretty interesting. So, Joseph, final question. Are you hyped? Oh, yes. I have been hyped. I, I love what Jennifer said. It is uh, nice to have more time to really digest what it truly, truly is. Uh, but I am definitely at the point where I am ready to watch it. Uh, I think it's a great point to have it not right at the end of summer when there's still so much going on. I feel like I have about a week to catch up on my sleep. So at midnight on the West Coast... I can stay up for three episodes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we, we are blessed with that West Coast time. We do admit, we do admit. All right, from there, we're going to look at, you know, this other big show and this other big trailer that was uh, finally released. And uh, we're going to talk about how slightly different some new stuff here, but pretty much this was the vibe and pretty much just what was being celebrated at Star Wars Celebration. But now it is for everyone. Mandalore Season 3 trailer uh, dropped. Uh, they uh, did uh, Favreau, Filoni, I think, came on out there at the panel. Uh, and uh, Dave, you know, you know he's intense when he wears the cowboy hat. At Celebration, I, I saw him without the ca- cowboy hat more than the hat. So, he's back. Cowboy Dave is back here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thoughts on seeing this trailer uh, again or this version for the first time? Uh, Jen, uh, you, you uh, weren't at Celebration, so maybe your experience might be a little different than what Joseph and I are experiencing with this one. Yeah, I was not there on, what was it, Saturday when they had the Mandalorian mm-hmm. panel? So mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, sorry, you were there. Let me clarify, you were there. Not for that panel, yes. <laughs> sorry. Right, right. I, yeah, no, and and honestly, I'd, I'd watched a bootleg version of that trailer, which was just not good. Part of it was cut off. Um, it was like crooked. Uh, so when I was watching this trailer uh, that they just mm-hmm. released, I was like, where have I seen that Kowakian monkey lizard shot? That was the only thing that I could remember that I had actually seen, which is very fitting. Um, and I'm not even a hundred percent sure. I'm, I'm assuming that some of the, some of the clips are 
from you know previous seasons, I'm assuming so. So whoever edited this trailer did a phenomenal job because they seamlessly blended past episodes with what is to come where I couldn't even really tell. It told a story. Mm. And I like that. It caught us up to speed uh, because it has been a while since season two of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And I also felt very vindicated. I'm getting passionate because so many people were so many people were like, why are we getting this Mando episode in the middle of the book of Boba Fett? Mm. This is why that episode allows us to pick up, get right back into this journey with Man- Mando and Grogu. Mm. So they're not having to not waste, but they're not having to spend all this time in season three of letting us know what's happening. Right. We're, mm. we're hitting the ground running. And I really appreciate that. Mm. Well said. No, well said. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that Boba Fett Mando conversation I've found turns me more grumpy than I even know. <laughs> I actually snapped at someone at Celebration in a hotel bar when they were like, yeah, they should do the Boba Fett show about Boba Fett. I was like, they did. <laughs> I'm going to leave. Uh, anyway. I think you're nice. I, uh, well, I'm, I'm grumpy about it uh, as well because I feel like it, it, it all of the book of Boba Fett is great. The episodes with Boba Fett and the two episodes that are, yes, uh, Din and Grogu choosing one another. They're mm-hmm. they're all vital. They're all part of the Mandoverse. And I just feel like, hey, everybody, let's rip the labels off and enjoy the content. Enjoy the <laughs> actual storytelling. And that's one of the things I was stoked about with this. I kind of feel like this, that that's just going to be one of the jokes for the next five years. Remember when the Boba Fett show without Boba Fett in it? Yeah, that's yeah. just, we're going to have to live with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and and I get it. If you're expecting it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the point is, the um, this Mandalorian trailer, I think, if you don't really care about Book of Boba Fett, I have a friend who, like, uh, he and his spouse gave it a try, and her spouse wasn't into Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. But now this trailer comes out, and you're like, hey, wait, why are they together again? And you're like, well, just go watch these two episodes of Book of Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. Divorced from the, the I was going to say the rancor, uh, divorced <laughs> from the uh, the battle about whether or not those were appropriate, just go watch them. They're the two preview episodes for season three of The Mandalorian. And don't mm-hmm. worry about it, you know? Yeah. Um, I was really struck in this trailer, very similar to Cassian. Um, I can't remember exactly what is uh, different or not from mm-hmm. the two versions that were shown at Star Wars Celebration, right? Ooh, yes. Um, but this one released for everybody for this incredibly popular show that launched Disney+. Plus. Uh, once again, to me, seems geared toward recap into general public, into answering the question, hey, where did it leave off? Why should I care? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Using the armorers, uh, incredible, great voice and perspective to basically do previously on the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, you know, mm-hmm. running up to uh, what's happening and also to, to set the, the I think the themes and the stakes of the trailer and, you know, most likely the season, which is to me, this sort of twin themes of what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? And if you are committed now to being the father of this child, if you are a clan of two, oh, what clan are you going to be? You know, mm. um, everything in this this trailer to me seems like, what does it mean to be a Mandalorian? Of like, okay, well, you followed these kind of Mandalorian rules of you uh, found th- this found lane and you became its father and you chose to be with him, but you removed your helmet. And then with the pressure from Bo-Katan and uh, going to Mandalore itself. And are, are we on team Mandalorians when they're uh, cutting up whatever town that is, right? Mm-hmm. It all asks you 
to, to ask from Din's perspective, what kind of Mandalorian do you want to be? Therefore, what kind of person do you want to be? Therefore, what kind of father do you want to be? Ooh. And the fact that there are more shots of kind of Grogu in action, right? Mm-hmm. Caught in, in action, caught up in this battle, that that's the price of being with his dad is constant danger. I love that the trailer ends with Din trying to put a happy spin on it. Of Are you ready for an adventure, i.e. being shot at again? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like happy fireworks. And it's not always fireworks. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, well said. Yeah, well said. Very clearly uh, the core of this, this question of what is a Mandalorian. And I, I totally summarizing it on a, a very dumbed down level. But I love that the trailer is like, take off your helmet, not a Mando. Keep on your helmet, not a Mando different perspectives <laughs> on what this could be and Boca Dan saying did you ever think uh did you think your dad was the only Mandalorian which was uh, a great reveal I remember everyone celebrating that at celebration but mm-hmm. didn't hear. uh again that means a lot too it just means a lot of what's going on here and you're right so right there's been uh, wonderful speculation uh both I was watching the Star Wars Explained this morning and Star Wars 7x7 I was just looking at um you know looking at the Mandos the you know air dropping into Navarro and it's like I'm like that's cool but am I rooting for them? I have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? What does it mean? And what does it mean to be a Mandalorian is going to be at the, at the key. And the other big thing for me, uh, the music. Um, oh, turns yeah. out Mando music really good. It's really iconic. <laughs> and yes. it's really uh, inventive. Uh, Jen, did, the, did you uh, bop along to the music there too? I loved it. And it felt very Book of Boba Fett, dare I say. Uh, <laughs> right? Such- Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. It's kind of like bridging the gap between the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just, I love it. Uh, they're, they're doing something really different and original, but still Star Warsy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Uh, the music of the Mandalorian coming together. One other thing I wanted to shout out in terms of like the big ideas, and, and I think mm-hmm. this was all in the previous trailer as well, but I love just hearing Bo-Katan using the word cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> straight yeah. up like hmm. right. your cult fractured our people where were you then uh and it could be trailer mystery but it appears she is saying all of that to din right mm-hmm. which is this great specific relationship to uh the armorer's history lesson to din in that book of boba fett episode where the armorer mm. blamed the weakness of uh, Satine and Bo-Katan and their entire clan for the fall of Mandalore. So we get the exact opposite of Bo-Katan saying, your weirdo cult running away mm. fractured our people. Mm. Yeah. It, I love that it's this, those two speeches so far are like diametrically opposed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I want them all. Sabine, uh, Bo-Katan, Armor, uh, Pre, well, Paz, Vizsla, I should say, and the Spirit of Pre. I want them all just to sit down and have an intense, whispered conversation about what this all means <laughs> and who's right and who's wrong. And let's work it all out, friends. Let's work it all out. <laughs> Jed, any final thoughts on the Mando season three trailer? Oh, I just, I, I love it. And you know, it, there, there's a lot of action, but, and there's also moments of fun. Uh, there's moments of weirdness, like the Babu Frick moment. I don't know if it is Babu Frick, but for the first time I was like, he, that character really does not wear a shirt. I I mean, I knew the Babu Frick doesn't wear a shirt, but there was like a glowed on his chest. It just kind of drew me in. <laughs> uh, I'm with you. There was something aggressive about the way Babu Frick and or that Anzellan was not wearing a shirt. It was like, notice I'm topless. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was almost flaunting it. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I'm sure Babu we'll- shirt nowhere. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. 
And in, in contrast, Grief Karga, I think, is just going to have a bigger cape every season until he is a cape. Season six, Grief is gone. It's just a cape. Grief's yeah. going to look like Gaga when she opens a concert, just in that big cocoon-like outfit. There you go. There you go. Oh, I love it. Well said, both of you on this. And I got to tell you, for me, like, um, I, I, not just about where the weekend was, but I just think where I kind of put things on that uh, shelf in my mind. I, I've put Mando up there. I'll deal with it when it when it uh, comes, which actually is the final point we'll talk about here. Uh, but then watching this trailer and looking at it uh, and even having you know been at that panel and felt the excitement and, and oh, it's Babu or someone like Babu. Yeah. I, I think uh, I, I had a renewed energy for it, even just this morning watching it. Of uh, even it looks bigger, looks epic. They're they're getting a handle, and for all that talk about that stagecraft, that volume, uh, this looks pretty darn good. And mm. um, fun speculation about Batu maybe being in there. Mm. Oh. Um, and when you look at some of the the breakdown kind of little freeze frames, and and we know that it was also announced that for at least a limited time, I think you're going to get Fennec Shand, uh, Bo- uh, Boba Fett, and uh, now Mando and Din. At um, excuse me, uh, Mando is Din, Din and Grogu at uh, uh, Galaxy's Edge Batu uh, for a, a fan experience. So, not saying it's corporate synergy, but uh, I'm intrigued to see if that were true of just the image of Din walking around tr- looking for a Ronto rap. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all oh for my it. gosh, I can't wait. I got uh, But the final thing was you mentioned up top, Joseph, uh, coming February 23rd. Well, that's no more. It's just uh, 2023, I should say. Uh, it's just 2023. The shuffling of the decks is something that, you know, it's, 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 I guess the, the, the style of the time. Uh, so Joseph, your thoughts on uh, possibly this coming a little bit later in the year. Yeah. It had been announced as February and then now it's just 2023. Uh, I still think that they're wrestling with how much they want to overlap or if they want to have things on different days. Um, we're going to talk about the bad batch, but I think the now confirmation for now of bad batch, uh, uh, starting in January, it makes me wonder if they're going to wrap bad batch up in time that, uh, Mando mm-hmm. launches w- with celebration weekend. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that that makes a, a lot of sense, Jen, that uh, that corporate synergy. That's when it works well. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think like back in the day when a production was delayed, it was because there were, you know, problems or they were still editing. They hadn't finished, whatever. That's not the case anymore. Nowadays, it's like, well, what else is in competition on all Mm. these other streaming platforms? And it's all about being so strategic with the release, which that's always been the case as well. But it's Mm. just a little bit different. They're a little bit more like, all this promotional material said this. Sorry, guys. Now we're going to try this. So, yeah, celebration, I think, kind of like what yeah. they did. Wait, what? what came, I don't even remember. What came out during celebration this year? Oh, little, thing, little thing on Kenobi. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's right. I was like, it's something big, and I don't remember. <laughs> uh, hey, there's a lot. No, look, it, we are just oh. in a different time, and there's sometimes uh, it, it can get frustrating just to see if it's fan. The, the Andor pushback had its positives and it had its negatives. Uh, and so, I, I, you know, I understand. And, and we're just, you're dealing with different things. You're dealing with the larger pop culture landscape. Yes. Uh, in my day, I watched uh, Cheers, Seinfeld, and Wings on the same night with no problem. But it's not that anymore. <laughs> it's not that model. The Adventures of Scarpacci and Wings, uh, it's its not, uh, you know, it, it needs to stand alone a little bit in this time. And, and I understand it. So uh, we'll see. We'll see when the release is uh, confirmed. And we'll obviously let you know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we are going to be looking at two more big shows, Bad Batch 
and uh, Tales of the Jedi, which is not necessarily a big show, but it might have big ramifications. We're going to talk about it. Stick around for more news here on Force Center. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Force Center. We are looking at news of the Star Wars galaxy. It was a big weekend for news, D23. And yes, if you're out there uh, looking for Indiana Jones news, maybe we'll just have to do a bonus episode around that time. <laughs> know we all love Indy here. And that was pretty uh, fascinating. The Willow series. Uh, I am. Uh, I, I have a... I love a, a warmth for that movie. Even the parts of it, I think, really stand up. Other parts of it were definitely a different time. But uh, I'm really looking forward, and those trailers are great. Uh, so uh, we'll talk about that stuff uh, on bonus episodes somewhere down the line. But we got <laughs> two other shows to talk about. 
First up here is The Bad Batch, and season two uh, is arriving in 2023. See, even my own notes I put 2022. I can't, the years are just all rolling into one here. Uh, Bad Batch uh, executive producer Dave Filoni uh, confirmed that the 16 episode season, of course, uh, Jennifer Corbett uh, leading that team, will have a two episode premiere. On January 4th, it will also air weekly and run through Star Wars Celebration London. If you're looking at the calendar, which still might uh, uh, work for that passing the baton to Mando, like uh, Joseph, you suggested there, Jen, you were talking about. I think that still works. So thoughts on the confirmation of the release, the timing of this series, Joseph. Yeah, I'm glad that they're not bunching it up with Andor. And as always, I respect uh, different people's opinions because when we talked about it before, you know, some listeners are like, give me as much Star Wars. I would love to watch, (laughs) you know, Andor in the evening and then wake up for Bad Batch. uh, And I get it. Uh, But for me, I'm kind of glad they're not bunching it all up because I just want to be able to enjoy them. It would be even better for me if they were on different nights. But the two two Star Wars shows released at the exact same moment... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, is for me it's like a personal nightmare of like but but which do I watch first uh, which might be my own issues that I will continue to work on personally um, I love democracy just not when it comes to shows <laughs> uh, yeah I don't want the responsibility of choosing like bad batch over Andor or that kind of thing anyway um, yeah I think I, I love the uh, looking at it that it might wrap up during Star Wars Celebration but I just don't trust that they won't you know double up the final two episodes or yeah. something and, yeah. and, and shore it up uh, before mm-hmm. then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I'm excited to have a date. I hope it sticks. I hope it, I'm glad that it's going to give Andor time to breathe and I cannot wait for Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, uh, we're going to talk about uh, what we're excited for. Um, I really do love this show and I'm going to, I'm going to be doing that rewatch on it myself, just on my own time, whether we cover it on the show or not, we'll discuss mm-hmm. it. Just, Getting back into it, I think it's a, it's a wonderful, warm world uh, with some giant uh, dark stuff swirling around this episode. Some themes there. Uh, Jen, your thought on this move? Uh, Dave Filoni's cowboy hat. What do you got? I'm glad that they moved it because obviously I can't even remember that Kenobi just came out. So grandma needs a little bit of time to get my mind together. So give me give me some time to breathe and enjoy all these shows. I also... Why is it? Maybe it's just because like we're talking about Star Wars Celebration, but you know, we just had Star Wars Celebration. Celebration London feels so much closer than than I imagined. Um, so interesting, right? I'm, ha- I'm having Last Jedi and Solo uh, flashbacks. Oh yeah, where it was like already okay. Yeah, I'm I'm here for it. I'm excited, but already. It's right. so dangerous to think about it is next year when it's not even a year after no. <laughs> the celebration we already had. So I think I have to keep, you know, reminding myself and my wife, like, remember, 2023 isn't a year away. It's April 2023, which is yeah. only a few months away. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. I agree That's insane. What is time? Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm thankful that, that they are giving each show some time to be able to, you know, to to make sure that everyone can watch it and enjoy it. Um, cause I think that yeah. that was kind of an issue with, with Ms. Marvel, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, uh, we're, we're, we're still in the brand new days of these uh, streaming wars. We'll talk about these years from now, the early days, but we're d- just trying to figure everything out. And one thing I like about this, Joseph, and you get your thoughts on this here is 
I, I totally understand uh, there might be a view where animation is less than. We don't necessarily agree with that. We don't agree with the spirit of that, but there's just a reality. I, I still have some fans or friends of mine are like, I don't know, I've never watched The Clone Wars. And that's unfortunate. I wish I wish that wasn't the case. But this, in a way, gives Bad Batch a little bit more of the respect I think it deserves. Whether or not we'll work with some of the, the, the folks who have not engaged with animation before, I don't know. But at least Joseph liked that it's a it's an attempt to say, here's the next show. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And in, in giving it, you know, a, a big premiere with two episodes, so you get a nice big meal uh, mm-hmm. on the first episode, like they did with the the uh, larger uh, Bad Batch premiere in season one. Yeah, I love giving it the room to be considered just as important. I think it worked a little bit more for the What If Marvel show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as all of these live action shows keep referring uh, building on storytelling from animated shows mm-hmm. uh, that I think that is going to drive more and more people to give them a chance. And I think it's mm-hmm. smart to really give it room to breathe. So if people are willing to give it a chance that they have the space to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I like yeah. that. I just want to say that, you know, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, uh, can share my testimony that, or t- <laughs> that I was, I mean, I loved the Clone Wars, you know, but I took me a long time to get on board with, with Star Wars Rebels. I was like, eh, mm-hmm. all right, you know, oh my gosh, it's some of the greatest Star Wars storytelling. I love <laughs> those characters. I will shout. I have, I, I now have some clogs that have those little gibbets or whatever. I, they're Star Wars Rebels clogs that I now have. That's how much I love Star Wars Rebels. So yeah. animation is important. These stories are so great. It's not just for kids. It's just a different medium to, to tell these epic stories. So- yeah. Give well, it a chance. Yeah, and I, I don't want you to stand alone on that confession. I, I think anyone who, who's followed me in some of the other, the movie talk on Worlds, like I've been pretty open. I don't connect with things like Pixar uh, and, and those kind of animated movies as much as other people do of all ages, of all times. I, and I, I can appreciate them. I respect them. I get what's there. I just, there's something that I just, it doesn't pull me in as much. Uh, and so I understand it. But that said, you know, I'm, I'm all in on, on, on the Star Wars animation, uh, animation side. But I get it. I get it. I, I I can't fully explain it. It's not just me being grumpy or anything. I, I sit down and watch some of them and go, cool, great. I, I don't know. I'd rather see a, a face, a human face. That's mm. just me. So I don't want you to stand alone there, Jen. If anyone's going to throw things at it, that's, that's <laughs> at both of us here. I think you're, you're more, more, uh, your, your heart is more uh, open to all forms of animation, right? Yeah, I think so. I, I think, you know, there's just something about Clone Wars in particular that is super magical to me. And that has opened the door for me feeling like, yeah, no, I mean, the, everything that happens in these animated shows is just as big, just as important uh, in, in my little Star Wars heart. <laughs> yeah. And in that little Star Wars heart, what are, you, what are you excited for at this point? We love doing these temperature checks, checking in on where we at right now. What are you excited for in season two of The Bad Batch from uh, this distance? I'm so excited to just continue the journey with the clones. I I think that they have had this great journey of trying to find themselves, trying to fit into this new world. And I think they're going to continue doing that. I am excited for a lot of the sort of uh, uh, returning characters because I enjoy those characters and I'm curious about them, but because they also uh, play into the clone story. I'm so excited, like half of the internet for Gungi, uh, the Wookiee Padawan, (laughs) the thrill that to know that he at least survived order 66. Uh, But I really want uh, clone force 99 to encounter Jedi who have been betrayed in a similar but different way and mm. see what Gungi's presence or what being close to Jedi bring out in the clones, right? Mm. Um, 
I'm always excited uh, to see Palpatine, right? And to see that the clones or Omega might get kind of close to Palpatine, that's fascinating to me because we get some Palpatine quality time. But to, to have clones get up close and it, it's not theoretical. It's this guy, this bastard. <laughs> he made us as tools yeah. for his manipulation. We knew that we were made for a purpose and we took pride in serving that purpose. And it turned out that wasn't our purpose at all. This, you know, like mm. that's just deep and mythic and epic to like face your, you know, your, your false father who betrayed you mm. in, in, in creating you for a, and then lying to you about your purpose. That's thrilling, you know, and it's about the clone's hearts. It's great stuff. I, I love that. Uh, Jen, uh, what are you excited for at this point? Looking at Bad Batch season two. That's such a great point about the uh, how personal this is. Their their trauma, their betrayal. So that ooh, that makes Palpatine's appearance even more excited. I was just excited because I'm like, oh, more Palpatine. Why not? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really excited to see Omega being even more of a badass. She's growing up and she's feeling more confident, not just in the group but as a soldier. Um, I, I'm really excited about that. Of course, real real. Perlman's character. I can mm-hmm. never remember her name. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just love that she was grounds everything. Um, mm-hmm. The voice of reason. And I. she also challenges the clones, which I appreciate. Yeah. So there's just, there's just so much and I think it's going to be um, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sid, mm-hmm. right? Sid. Sid, thank you, Sid. Yes. I would love to uh, there be a, a rival to Sid played by Shelley Long. Oh, <laughs> That would be a thing of beauty. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Uh, Joseph, a lot of stuff you're saying is 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 wonderful uh, and deep. And and Jen, you're, you're touching some things. And I think just I know I've, lately I've been focusing on the 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 journey of the rebellion um, uh, and how it grows and how it evolves. And I was looking at the Bad Batch and how it just served us um, among many things that the show did in the se- season one. But just this tour, this not necessarily happy tour, but this tour of the galaxy at this point. And what that means for the people, what that means for what's coming, for the end of the fight, we know. And we've seen A New Hope. We know where it goes. We've seen Return of the Jedi. We know what kind of has a happy ending there. But to go back to these uh, dark days and see it through the eyes of, the, of uh, this uh, Clone Force 99, this Bad Batch. And I uh, love what you're saying, Joseph, about Jedi, Gungi or beyond, Quinlan Voss, any, any name you want to talk mm. in there. A whole, new, an entire new name. A uh, name we've never heard before of a Jedi. It's just I love the idea that it can uh, it serves as this uh, viewpoint, but a very personal viewpoint uh, at what's happening in the galaxy at this time. It's very important for the Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. Speaking of important Star Wars story, and speaking of animation that might get overlooked, and I am going to admit to really even even seeing and hearing about some of the stuff before seeing about at celebration they, they showed like the first episode or two. I remember. Uh, we're the first about, episode, you know, yeah. Yeah, Tales of the Jedi release and trailer information. Uh, this was, uh, I believe, the same trailer show at Star Wars Celebration, but I didn't see that. And Joseph, you didn't mm-hmm. see that too. I think that day we were doing other things. <laughs> I forget what we were doing on that day. Uh, a lot to do with Star Wars Celebration. Um, so uh, what do uh, we uh, like about this? What does this jump out? Uh, what jumps out us, uh, Jen, this uh, Tales of the Jedi trailer? Yeah, I couldn't remember if I had seen it or if I had seen it with no sound or if I had just seen still images. I just remember Ahsoka as a baby. Um, And I remember people were really excited about it. So now getting to watch it, I was shocked by how powerful it was, how much it it grabbed me. I mean, Yaddle? 
Like what? <laughs> I, I that blew my mind. Um, and I, specifically, the biggest moment for me was I think Ahsoka, who I think is at Padme's funeral. I agree. Which, oh my gosh, that makes us question. You know, what is she thinking? Does she does she believe that Anakin was killed until she learns the truth? And Rebels, like, why would she put herself at at risk? Does she want to just pay respects? Like, there's so many things that I I'm excited to, that they're going to explore. Um, and then lastly, just that they're showing two different paths for mm. two very different people and mm. where they end up and the choices and the the things that you see already kind of bubbling up during their training, during that process that's going to lead them on their journey. Um, my daughter just saw it over my shoulder and she was into it. She had no idea. She was like, what is this? She loves Ahsoka. And she's like, mm. oh, wow. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of great fighting and, and a lot of action. So I, I'm excited about that to share that with her. Mm. Well said. Well said. Yeah, this, uh, the Dooku and Ahsoka of it all, of, of two characters that are not part of the Jedi Order, uh, mm-hmm. At some point in their lives, and the different ways and signs and clues, and and uh, you know the the signs along the road. I, I I'm really pulled in by that. Uh, Joseph, you, you uh, hinted earlier you're pretty excited about this. Uh, what uh, pulled you in for this trailer? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm blown away by this. I'm so excited for this. You know, if anybody out there is feeling a little, eh, I'm not sure about this. Uh, I I will feel some excitement for you. Um, <laughs> I was really excited by the announcement and what, you know, uh, Alex and Molly were at the panel and some other friends and they kind of told us a little bit about what it looked like, what the vibe was, what was in the trailers. And it all sounded great. And I was so excited for it. But to see the way the trailer is put together, uh, I think when it was kind of announced and leaked, there was kind of a feeling like Tales of the Jedi. Oh, so there'll be like six and there'll be one from High Republic and be one from here and it'd be like a real anthology. Mm. And uh, Jen, what you are seeing, see, seeing that this trailer is put together is this is a Jedi philosophy. Uh, this is great, cool lightsaber stuff. Uh, these are specific timeline moments with specific meaning. Mm-hmm. But overall, this is a united thing. I think these are 15 minutes, right? There's yeah. six of them. Wow. Three Ahsoka, Ahsoka, three Dooku. And like, yes, they're shorts. They're being advertised as shorts. But I feel like I saw a trailer for a 90-minute animated movie. Yeah, uh, right? Yeah. In the way it is set up with the those taglines of two stories of fate, one destiny, makes it really clear this isn't just a grab bag anthology. Mm. These stories interlock. Mm. And starting it with that, that line of dialogue of everywhere there is life, but you must face death. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's diving into like true deep Jedi philosophy that, you know, Lucas taught Filoni, (laughs) you know, and Filoni himself really cares about and is invested in exploring. And to see that it looks like the path of the stories from the trailers is uh, Ahsoka and Dooku both facing death and loss and Ahsoka overcoming the fear and the pain of that in, in Dooku being broken by it up to some point. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I totally agree with you. I think they show uh, the Padme's funeral and then that one shot later looks like Ahsoka is at it Mm -hmm. uh, because she's had all these lessons of, of what is it to lose something? What is it to, to face, to truly face death? Um, And in the Dooku flashbacks, at one point we see a a casket with all the Jedi. So I think death is Mm -hmm. a part of Dooku's story very clearly as well. Mm -hmm. So the fact that these stories are so intertwined, um, and it ties to a thing that Filoni talks about a lot. I think he talked about it at the panel, but you could feel it in this trailer of like, 
beyond learning the trivia, what is the generational tale of what is being passed from master to apprentice? These aren't two random Jedi. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is Dooku to Qui-Gon to Obi-Wan to Anakin to Ahsoka. And we see those relationships. We see those characters present. Uh, How is that, how explicit is that going to be in the storytelling uh, uh, Mm -hmm. of what the connection means between these two characters who seem kind of removed, but have this direct lineage, right? Like Mm -hmm. Ahsoka is like, uh, uh, Dooku's, you know, great, great <laughs> Jedi granddaughter, you know? Right. Yeah. No, no, you're, uh, you're saying a lot of things that are connected with, with me and, uh, and how I'm taking this in and, and just either side of like, and I don't know if it's been dealt with in any other Star Wars content, books, comics, otherwise, uh, refresh my memory, but the, the death of Qui-Gon and how that might affect Dooku is, you know, pretty intriguing to me. Mm, if I've yeah. missed it elsewhere, I apologize, but, um, you know, if that could be dealt with here, I'm not saying it is. But just talking about the relationship with death and, and Dooku. Yeah, that was, um, again, I was excited. And we're talking about it's been rel- relatively well received, this 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 series. But, yeah, I think there was a little bit of uh, when that leak happened. That's why I don't always love leaks because it, it doesn't um, allow the content to have the, the proper, I don't know, message put out. I don't know. I right. saw the Tales of the Jedi. Oh, what is that? Uh, it's like a little maybe anthology theory series. Like, oh, cool. But I don't know. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of – we'll see. And then to see it, it it's uh, – I, I'm when it's released, it, it's going to feel like a big movie in a way to me. You know, it's like a mm-hmm. animated movie with all these uh, together. And so I think just seeing it and being able to concentrate on the trailer drove home the the importance of this. All the stuff you, you both are talking about here, and it was a reminder of this era. This I guess we'll call the Age of the Republic era. This prequel, this Clone War era, is still full of amazing amounts of storytelling. There's yeah. still a lot to learn. There's still a lot of characters to uh, uh, uncover or dive into the yaddle of it all, you know? Um, <laughs> and I'm just intrigued by that, that we're not quite done. We'll see where it shows up, uh, you know, who, who could be the, the the next to kind of tell some big stories in this era. But we know Dave is uh, very protective of that era. Uh, mm-hmm. So I hope others, uh, uh, and he's, you know, there's so many other names involved in this stuff, I know. But, you know, without a doubt, he's at the forefront of it, as Favreau even admits in that panel years ago. <laughs> um, so I don't know, that was that was also one of the things I just was like, ooh, there's, there's uh, so much room for more in this era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I I think for me, just like seeing the the trailer presented this way and seeing that this has a depth of ideas and you mm-hmm. don't have to be absolutely mired in Star Wars lore to walk in and appreciate. Here's two stories of different people approaching this hard, uh, l- true life thing of facing death like anybody can come in. But it is also for deep Star Wars nerds, deep Star Wars Jedi nerds, right? Like mm-hmm. almost every Yaddle spine with Dooku, just mm-hmm. seeing Dooku with that blue blade. Uh, <laughs> Tara Sanube being at uh, Ahsoka's lightsaber training with with Anakin. Nice. Uh, you know, there's obviously the tie-in to to. It looks like she's learning some moves that are going to serve her well in Order sixty six. Um, mm-hmm. But Tara Sanube, who helped her find her lost lightsaber and teach her the value of it, he's still with her there in her training. There's that one shot of Obi-Wan where he has the Clone Wars armor, but he hasn't cut the mullet yet. (laughs) (laughs) And to be able to nerd out on that specificity is Mm -hmm. thrilling to me as well. Yeah. Yeah, the era is full. The reception to the, this series and these episodes, again, they're all, all going to be released at once. Six uh, episodes considered shorts will be released on October 26th. So we're going to take a dive. We'll probably have to break up those episodes. <laughs> we'll cover yeah. a batch of them here and there. Um, but the reception has been very positive. Uh, we are no no doubt in love with the idea of this series too. But what do we like about this style of programming? Uh, whether than anthology, shorter, uh, animated, uh, 
do we want more Tales of the Jedi and oh, just other short form series? This is one of the things that I keep saying. I love that they use Disney Plus in this way. This is what I would want. If, if uh, the streaming wars exist, This give me this kind of stuff. Uh, so, Jen, <laughs> any other thoughts uh, on uh, what else they could do, whether it be Tales of Jedi or, or another series? I love it. And I think what people are responding to is that we're getting more stories that are rooted in Star Wars history, which, like you said, we can, us nerds can nerd out on it, but it's also a gateway for like my daughter who I totally forgot. The biggest thing for her about this trailer was about death. She's like, what, is, what do they mean? Mm. Who's that? I'm like, that's Padme. She goes, because oh! she doesn't watch Revenge of the Sith. And she didn't really, I don't think she's really okay. realized that Padme yeah. died and she, she likes Padme. She knows Padme from Forces of Destiny, another, you know, little <laughs> vignette short series. Uh, and it was just this moment where I was like, yeah, she died. Well, what'd she die of? Well, George Lucas says, you know, so we're getting into this, this moment, but it's connected to the the movies, connected to the overall canon. And I thought that that was such a great thing that these types of shorts can do. It's easy for anybody to watch it. 15 minutes. We all have a short attention span. But like you said, you know, there's it's packed with so much in it, little moments, little details that we can go back and over and over again and kind of dissect. So mm. I think it's I think it's pretty genius and a great way to use the Disney Plus streaming platform. Yeah, I agree with that. Joseph, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's such a great way to use the platform as well. Obviously, they have everything kind of up and running for this animation style with Bad Batch. So that's, you know, mm. very, in, not that it doesn't cost money, but it's not like they have to start uh, from scratch and go, what style is it? Or we haven't made an animated show like this in years. Like they, they have it up and running. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want them to keep doing, uh, you know, things like this and, uh, fill in those gaps or, or it looks like they're going to do a little bit, uh, from the Ahsoka novel. Right. Um, so take moments that we've read about that are maybe, uh, in one of the Canon novels, or even like from a certain point of view, like, you know, that great, Mm -hmm. uh, Yoda story from a certain point of view when he's just, um, running from a probe and thinking about how he'd rather train Leia. Like (laughs) imagine that is just a 15 minute short, right? Uh, You know, of, it could be themed around like a Jedi, sad Jedi after order 66 alone, you know, Uh, (laughs) or you could go back into the clone wars and you could do, you know, Mm -hmm. substantive uh, little moments that we missed out on in the clone wars animated series. There's so many little interesting moments to fill in. I really hope they keep going. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's, I know that's been uh, some of the discussion around the series, uh, both positive and negative, about are we going to get that scene from the novel and redone, and that can uh, cause uh, you know some concern for some fans. And I understand all that too. I'm just excited to see a version of it if that it holds true. Uh, but yeah, there's other areas. I keep like tale, give me tales of rebellion, give me tales of resistance. Uh, you have a chance to go back and maybe uh, you know with um, and I would love it. It's, it's I know it's the quote Clone Wars animation style, but just take that, throw it to the rest of the Star Wars galaxy. Uh, though Star Wars Resistance is beautiful in its own way too. But um, you know, just uh, yeah, give, six episodes of uh, troops on the ground. Figuring this out. Give me Kess Dameron, Shara Bay, Nora Wexley, mm. anything of that era. There's a lot of the the room, and because they're they're short uh, 15 minutes you know they don't have to span uh months in the star wars story they can be a nice little corner to uh, dive into some of the big things i love that idea not i mean did i just say i love my own idea no i just love the idea no 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 well and i feel like if it's successful it could continue being shorts or it could kind of prove the interest in 
a 90 minute movie, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if we could get a 90 minute movie of, you know, Anakin after Attack of the Clones making the Skywalker blade, and that's its own story. If we could get a 90 minute movie of uh, Ben's first day at Luke Skywalker's, you know, Jedi mm-hmm. Academy, if we could show the value of this kind of animated series, we could get, I think, some even more substantive stories. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you, you just maybe think of... Uh, um Coming out eventually, uh, I mean, that's what is guaranteed to come out in this uh, streaming age. I don't know. But there's the project of the War of the Rohirrim, which is in the Lord of the Rings world and legally mm. tied to Peter Jackson's trilogy where Rings of Power is not. And it can get kind of confusing. But it is a full length feature film animated movie uh, about the Rohirrim uh, and and um, that side of it. And I'm just re- I'm really excited for it. And something like that, we, you know, a lot of people said, hey, make a little movie, you adapt the books or anything like that. You, yeah, you're right. You could do that. You could make it uh, bigger than just shorts. It doesn't have to remain that way. Maybe this could be the start of it. We'll see. One last thing I'll say is Bob, Bob Chapik, I can never mm-hmm. remember. He was speaking about that specifically because they saw great success with Encanto actually doing much better. It did okay in theaters, but when it was on Disney Plus, it's when it became the phenomenon that it that it is, mm-hmm. right? And he says that now they're looking at it differently. Uh, at movies, ex- you know, s- exclusively on Disney Plus. He's like, franchises can be born on Disney Plus. We're not just looking at the box office, not just looking at the theatrical releases anymore. He's mm. like, it's we're really trying to be flexible with that. And so, mm. you know, anything is possible. We could get our Star Wars, next Star Wars movie only on Disney Plus. Who knows? Or, you know, simultaneous release. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I like, yeah, I like, I was just, I was I suddenly got a little afraid of discourse around that, but. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, no, no, that's not you. I'm, I'm going to find hope. Yes. Choose fear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good stuff there. Uh, any final thoughts, Joseph, on Tales of the Jedi? Uh, my only final thought is I was uh, continuing to read uh, Christopher Lee's uh, autobiography, uh, Tall, Dark, and Gruesome, right before mm. I watched this. So hmm. I, was, I was already in a Dooku uh, state of mind, and that made it great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great to hear Corey Burton back as Dooku. That, uh, that is uh, exciting there, exciting. Uh, final thing, uh, final couple things here. Updates on Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, I think from Favreau and Filoni. They were out there. Um, nothing too official from Disney Lucasfilm for Ahsoka. Uh, and then we know there was some casting stuff out there when uh, everything becomes, hundred um, percent official. We'll, we'll, uh, cover it though. There's uh, definitely some stuff out there that seems good. Um, some stills were shared in the room, uh, but some of it we may have seen there. Uh, and then a picture of Jude Law and <laughs> Jude Law in Star Wars. That's crazy. Revealed from, um, skeleton crew uh so thoughts on the two series at this point and and, and actually seeing jude law in star wars i gotta admit it was wonderfully weird <laughs> you can't camp counselor vibes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah what struck me about that image with jude law is number one he's surrounded by those security droids like which look like the same type of droid that's outside Jabba's palace if mm-hmm. i'm not mistaken uh but more specifically he looks very roguish i guess when i thought that he was going to be a part of this. I kind of pictured him more like a Harry Potter type professor. Um, Mm. He clearly, he's not that, you know, he's more of the rebel, I guess. Um, And I actually think that the reason that they're not sharing the kids' names just yet is maybe potentially a safety thing. Mm. Um, Not just for spoilers, you know, because they don't want to put the kids in an awkward position where they might reveal spoilers, but also so that they, they don't get harassed online just yet. Mm-hmm. I, I think that that's all very intentional, especially since we've seen what has happened with like the stranger kids 
the mm-hmm. Stranger Things kids, you know, it's just it's just a different time. And so yeah. I think all will be revealed when it's meant to be revealed. But I was a little confused when I saw some reveals and I was like, oh, let me go to the Star Wars Twitter. Oh, nobody's yeah. mentioned it. Oh, nobody mentioned it in the panel. Well, I'm not supposed to know that information yet. So mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I think that's an, a great perspective on that stuff too. There's always, um, you know, we're always hungry for the news. I get it. Scoops are fun at times, but yeah, there's, you know, some reasons exist that that, that they have not chosen to reveal names yet, uh, and uh, that's something that's what we kind of stick to over here. I think that's a great point, Jen. About this is a this is a dangerous time, and you must be mm-hmm. careful, and you must have a plan in place, and that's why we kind of uh, like that idea of, of covering it when it uh, when it is to be covered. Mm-hmm sense. Uh, Joseph, your thought on what, again, I'm going to say camp counselor, roguish Jude Law. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do like the idea that it, it, it is maybe somebody a little rough around the edges uh, with a heart of gold. Is like, ah, these lost kids. Uh, I don't want. I don't want it to be my problem. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the picture is really, really fun. Uh, I, I do love those uh, gatekeeper droids. The TT eight L Y seven. Yes. That's a very secure door if there are like three or four of them in right. his face, mm-hmm. um, or else he's at like some sort of like the Price is Right guessing game. <laughs> he's got four doors in front of him but the thing that was really funny to me jude law you know uh being british uh and those gatekeeper droids kind of look like a a dalek protuberance for so for just a second i was like is this a doctor who picture no this is a star wars picture i totally see that Uh, jude law's the doctor too wow uh no i'm i'm very excited about it and i'm fine that they are slow walking the information in giving us time to to get excited about it we have a lot of other things to to see and get excited about uh before skeleton group comes out yeah no and i loved hearing uh, favorite tell the tale of of uh, john watts and say would you ever want to do something like direct an episode no i'd like to do a series and and something that happens you know hey you know that's fun to kind of hear that kind of stuff. And that just that uh, Watts and his team have some kind of very complete idea and a passion to get it out there. So I'm excited for, uh, there's no depth chart of excitement, uh, but I've been <laughs> I'm really thrilled for Acolyte. Really looking forward to that. Ahsoka skeleton crew just kind of sneaks up like, Oh, right, we'll see. And then I don't know. There's, I just was amused by the Jude Law picture. I think it's a, uh, it's, you know, he's one of those actors we've lived lived, lived with and known for so many years. He's, he's a big name and uh, see someone like that in Star Wars. There's been plenty of big names before, but often we're so used to, uh, you know, either a television star or Mando's done a lot of a name you knew from the past. Now here, and mm. I love all of that. And this is just like, oh, it's Jude Laws, Matt Damon around the corner. Like what, <laughs> what's going on here? Yes. And, and I had a fun reaction to it there. So any thoughts on... Ahsoka, uh, again, some stills were shared in the room, and I think I saw some of them, but again, it might be from someone's phone. I don't know. Um, intriguing stuff indeed. Uh, but uh, Jen, any, any reaction to, to that? I don't even, this, I feel like it was so buried. I don't even remember seeing yeah, anything from Ahsoka. Uh, what what Sabine, was shared? Sabine looking at the wall that's the painting, the mural. <sighs> okay. The rebels, and it was more of a wider shot than maybe we had seen previously. But again, some of that, a lot of that not in general public. And I forget what was leaked or a screenshot. Mm. <laughs> I just, I, I, you know, I don't know. I'll have to go find it now because yeah. I'm uh, I'm curious, but yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Hmm. And all, look, all the words coming around uh, at this series, and even the casting rumors, everything everything's uh, just pulling me in a little bit more to the show. I never had any trepidation or uh, oh, here's more Ahsoka. I love the character of Ahsoka, so I'm excited for this. Um, Joseph, uh, any uh, any thoughts on uh, the Ahsoka side of this? 
Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled for Ahsoka because I'm fascinated by the character. I'm fascinated by catching up with her in a different time, uh, you know, discovering a lot about how she uh, processed and uh, information about uh, mm-hmm. Anakin's turn back to the light at the end of his life, uh, all that kind of stuff, you know. But I, I think what I like between this lighter touch and what was shared at Celebration is just that clarity with the audience of like, it is Ahsoka's show, but it is also a sequel to the animated show Rebels. So mm-hmm. just know that going mm-hmm. in with all of our discussion about should should Boba Fett been called, you know, Mandover's colon, Book of Boba Fett, right? Should yeah. Din have been in the trailers? I really do like that there is a, such clarity of like, uh, this show is Ahsoka and the Rebels. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think that's important. Uh, clarity in marketing is not a bad thing. And uh, maybe they've uh, learned some lessons and, and we understand that. And uh, yeah, um, I get it. I get it. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett, colon, the Mandoverse, colon, the Mando show, colon, the Baby Grogu Yoda show. It's all to- <laughs> it's all tied together. That's the title we want. Yeah, the colon of Boba Fett would have been the shorter <laughs> title. <laughs> Love that there. All right, that is a look at Star Wars news, wrapping up D23. Before we get out of here, quick little segment this week in Star Wars history, looking ahead to Star Wars past. And I will admit, this might just be really personal. This just mm-hmm. might be the way I looked at this news. I'm curious to see uh, where you guys fall on this one. On September 16th, 2011, seems like a lifetime ago, the Star Wars The Complete Saga Blu-ray box set was released. While releasing Star Wars movies on new technology is not unusual, uh, VHS, uh, DVDs, uh, Betamax if you had it, Laserdisc maybe, this release coming in 2011 and the feeling of looking back at the completely wrapped up film series. Yes, the Clone Wars was still going, uh, but the uh, in full influence and legacy of that series was not yet fully realized and understood, perhaps. Did this Blu-ray release have any special meaning to us? And did the feeling that this is definitely a series that is all wrapped up help add to that joy and maybe uh, hopefully confusion that this, this is it? There really, there's not going to be more Star Wars movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then because we all felt uh, a little bit of a change one year later when the sale happened. This might just be me. And by the way, I didn't get this box set right away. I only got it a couple of years ago. But oh, wow. when it was released, I remember kind of feeling sad. Like, I guess that's it then. Jennifer, am I alone in that? No, I felt the same way. And I was actually very conflicted. I was so conflicted. I wrote a rap about the (laughs) Blu-ray release. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I wrote a rap that was on YouTube. I took took it down. It was a little, it was, there was a lot, a lot of feelings. But specifically the feeling that I was feeling Mm. was that I felt like they were closing the chapter on Star Wars once and for all, right? The movies, mm-hmm. at least. And I was upset at the time that we would never see Lapty Neck or the Yub Nub mm-hmm. song again. I was like, why aren't they going to release yeah. the original, the original versions? Oh, God, that was that was a long time ago. I've grown a lot since then. Um, but I did get the, the complete Saga Blu-ray set, even though I was kind of upset about it um <laughs> and that's the Star Wars thing right you get angry and then you still go out and get it yeah exactly but there was this kind of tone where it felt like you know back in the day they used to do these things with like the Disney vault you know get mm-hmm. this get this now before mm. it goes back in the vault and we won't release it until another 10 years this VHS you know <laughs> special yeah. edition of Beauty and the Beast so that's that's kind of how this felt at that time mm. yeah yeah mm. interesting which, which, which all led to Great amount of joy, but on that morning, we're coming up on the anniversary. This is what, October 30th, 2012 is the anniversary of the sale. Wow. We're going to dive. We're going to look at it here in Force Center. But that morning, the, 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 the excitement was also met with a large amount of 
confusion of like, am I actually seeing what I'm seeing? Because I thought they released the Blu-ray set. Like, wrapped up, but nothing, uh, no, no one has ever truly gone here and ever really gone. But Joseph, uh, are, are, are we alone in this? Or are you with us on this as well? As well? No, I had a lot of uh, strange emotions as well. I'm sad to say I did not do a rap about it. I wish I had. Uh, but I think I, I had a couple different feelings. Like at that point in time, I didn't have as much uh, money to spend. Uh, mm-hmm. I was my wife and I were, you know, taking, spending some money on having a theater company and, and taking some risks there. So I was kind of in a point where like I had to pull back. I didn't have a Blu-ray player. Right. Yeah. So yeah. there was the, like, I can't quite have this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that really uh, uh, affected me emotionally is the, some of the big marketing around it is the deleted scenes are there. Finally, mm-hmm. the, the things that you've always heard about or read about uh, in particular, the sandstorm uh, and Luke building his lightsaber, the cutscene of Luke building his green lightsaber. Right. Uh, that was like Holy grail stuff for me. Like that, that would never be, that's never going to be seen. That's always going to be in the vault kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So to know that that was there <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't quite afford it right now. Uh, but it was also kind of mixed with, and then once I see that, that's the end. Right. That's the yeah. last bit of star Wars mm. that, that I get to to see, especially like a, on screen, you know, like, and I, I knew Clone Wars was going and I started hearing bubbles from other friends. It was actually really good. And I was like, I should catch up with that sometime. I also couldn't afford cable. Um, so I definitely did have a strong, uh, like I have to almost like save this forever cause it's the last bit. And then I didn't actually pick it up until, uh, I was on the way, Ken, to your apartment to do a four center watch along. That is right. I and I was wow. like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pick it up because we should, we should be watching the most recent disc version. You know, mm. was that the Phantom Menace? What? I think it was is for that, the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's when I kind of realized. Uh, you know what? I only have the DVD or the yeah, the DVD release with Puppet Yoda for Phantom Menace. I, I just had never right. updated, mm. and I was like, oh gosh, and I think, yeah, that, oh my gosh, that's a memory. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it was the, the complete Blu-ray. And actually, the first time I saw the footage. Uh, I did a watch long for the old YouTube show uh, Jedi Alliance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the thing I remember being blown away about is the visible thread count on Luke's pants. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I think half of that watch long is me going, but, but Luke's pants, you can see every stitch of Luke's pants. Yeah. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. There they you knew go. what they were doing. Well, you, you both made me feel a little better. I thought I had, it was my weird reaction to that back in 2011. Cause it was, again, it, it just all seemed like, is it is it really a distant memory? Is this it? Uh, and again, Clone Wars was going, but that that was again going to even some of the animation discussion. But it just like I, I was watching it, but it just like it, you know, it, it's George and the movies, and so that, that's always going to be part of our heart, which we understand. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Interesting look back there. All right, that happened September sixteenth, two thousand eleven. So celebrate it when it shows up later this week. We are out of here today. Thank you for listening to us here. We're Force Center Podcast. We're on Twitter at Force Center Pod. We're on Instagram and YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcast is available on a lot of different spots: Acast, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. If uh, you can rate and review on there, and you'd like to do that, uh, please do it. It really helps out the show. Merch available: tpublic.com/slash/user/slash/forcecenter. And patreon.com slash force center is where you can support us directly. Always uh, enjoy having new names pop into our Discord to discuss Star Wars with us. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock. Go to my website, Cadnapsock, for more information. Jennifer, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Jennifer Landa, TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. And this week, I'm hoping I will be able to share something fun that I've been preparing for. So follow along with me on social media. Do so, do so. Joseph, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on all the social media. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok is at Joseph Scrimshaw. And you can go to my website, josephscrimshaw.com for all of my other comedy adventures. I realize I think we skipped our uh, audiobook recommendation. Mm. Uh, oh, my bad. <laughs> oh, that's me. These things happen. Uh, so we're recommending Padawan by Kirsten White, a young Obi-Wan adventure. Uh, I love doing the recommendations because it reminds me to make time. Uh, we'll be reading Padawan and, and hopefully discussing it with you. Cool. Uh, thanks for picking that up. I, uh, you know, uh, I'm full disclosure. I'm on a different computer now because I've had some tech issues with my MacBook, but I also have an iPad and my Google drive has two, I, my, I have two <laughs> sets of notes, but it's oh. the same doc, but one updated and I can't find the, so I've been playing behind the eight ball this entire episode of where's oh, my no. notes? Where's my notes? Uh, so thank you. Thank you. I got discombobulated. Thank you, sir, for picking that up. All right. No that problem. is, that is it. Uh, we've taken a look at Star Wars news. We'll see you next time here on Force Center. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.